Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast. I like doing it. You know, I love running routes. We better be in Florida. It better be sunny. And there better be some sort of fruity drink involved. With Matt Harmon. They seem like you know ball the way you talk, so. <laughs> Thank you. Someone clipped that. Looking forward to facing your mom at some point. Last night at the bar we were at, I had some really bad cases. I've never had no bad cases, really. It's Wednesday, September 14th, and this is, oh my gosh, this is going to be the most electric episode of Eckler's Edge that we've done this season. See what I did there. We love to see it. Austin Eckler, Los Angeles Chargers running back. 1-0 on the season. Congratulations on the win, buddy. How you doing, man? Matt, good to see you again. Um, yeah, man, feeling great. It always feels so much better after a win. I mean, that's that's probably just in general, uh, but especially on the home opener, especially against the Raiders, um, especially the way we won the game. Uh, I know we'll get into that a little bit later, uh, but I just want to actually give a shout out um, to a couple of my giveaway winners uh, before we yes. jump into this. Because uh, I did give away a couple home tickets to Brian Eckert was the guy who won this this week and he brought his two sons. Um, so I was glad to be able to make that the relationship with them and uh, get them to the game and then also have two sh- signed jerseys going out for people to have me on their fantasy team. So a lot of love going out. Make sure to tune in on Instagram if you're trying to get any of the, any of that uh, on Austin Eckler on Instagram. But yeah, Matt, ready for another great show, man. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, make sure that you check out Austin's giveaways on Instagram. Always something great going on there. Uh, we love to see it. Uh, let's let's just jump right into it. Uh, Chargers 24, Raiders 19. You mentioned the way we won uh, was was a great feeling for you. What, what do you mean by that? Oh, man. I mean, take a look at the way we won. Take a look at what the defense did. That's really what got me the most excited. I know our offense is explosive, um, and we'll get to that in a second, but our defense came in. I think I had six sacks and three of them by one of our newest additions that we made in the offseason, uh, Khalil Mack, which, yes. oh, oh, you love to see it. You love to see it. You know, when you bring in someone, you know, one of these guys that's, you know, been been having a high reputation around the league, been paid from a lot of teams or a few teams and bringing him in, it's like, okay, let's see how it pans out. And Khalil's coming out on the right foot. You know, he's been showing it in in training camp and in, in OTAs, we've been going against him. He's been, you know, causing havoc for us. And so f- to finally see it come together live, is a, it's a beautiful thing. Um, and then also three turnovers, too, from the defense, which was something that I don't know if we saw last year, three turnovers in one game. So that really got me excited, to be honest. Our offense, you know, we came out and a lot of different guys made a lot of different plays. A lot of new guys 
uh, that are on the team showing up and making plays. And so that's what I love to see as well, because if, if we can be dynamic in a sense where we have a lot of guys that can touch the ball and make something happen with it, we're going to be really hard offense to play uh, defense against. And uh, so that's why I said the way we won got me excited because something special as long as we can keep, uh, keep that up. Yeah, full team win. It's it felt like, you know, I watched a game from start to start to finish on one of my screens downstairs and uh, it it was great. It was exciting. And and I I do want to start with the defense since you brought it up first. Um, You mentioned Khalil Mack. I feel like we actually didn't really dive into this on the first episode of Eckler's Edge, despite the fact that, you know, we were talking about that concept of going all in around Justin and everything like that. Um, Although, you know, you say all in with the with the quotation marks, of course, which is totally reasonable. But Khalil is a huge addition. You know, we think of these other teams that have made these big swings in the offseason around younger quarterbacks like the Dolphins going out and getting Tua and stuff like that. But your guys' bigger names did come on that defensive side of the ball. And, I mean, that's got to be a huge payoff, right, when you – like you said, you see it in the first game. And and Khalil specifically, you know, I I watched a lot of um, interviews, read a lot of interviews with Brandon Staley in the offseason where he talked about – the impact that he'll make as a run defender, because that was sort of an area where statistically the Chargers struggled last year. But then for him to come out and get three sacks, you remember like, oh, yeah, this guy at his peak was one of the best pass rushers in the entire NFL. Yeah, I mean, and then you put Joey Bosa on the other side, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'm just glad I don't have to go against our defense. I'm going to say that I've been going against it for long enough. I'm ready to go against some other people. But yeah. Is there like a leadership factor too with a guy like Mac where he, you know, he's kind of been around the block. He's done it. You know, he's been with a couple of different teams now that sort of, you know, comes in and, and sort of helps set the tempo for other guys as well. Yeah. You know, it's, it's different for all guys because people have different, uh, people personalities. Right. Uh, but Khalil definitely has that leadership. Like, Hey, you know, I'm going to be vocal, uh, on the field in the locker room. He's going to voice his opinion. He's been around, he's been there, done that. And so, yeah, he's definitely one of those guys that people lean to, uh, to listen to like clearly yesterday, you know, after the end of the game, you know, he got a game ball came out. Obviously if you, if we win the game, you get three sacks, you're probably going to get a game ball, uh, (laughs) but broke us down, right. Breaking us down, giving us words of wisdom, letting us know, Hey, we, we got to begin again. Um, and so when you have guys like that that come into the team, it's really special, especially because it helps you build that chemistry and helps guys know who to look for and people are listening to. And especially a guy like that has been around the league for a while and had a lot of success. Uh, great addition in multiple different ways. Yeah, play, played for yeah. the Raiders, too. I mean, obviously, he had a stop yeah, with exactly. Chicago there in the middle of it. So uh, we talked about <laughs> revenge games on the on the last episode. So maybe uh, I mean, I know he's I think he's played him before at this point. So, uh, yeah, know, maybe maybe it's old hat, but uh, it's still got to be pretty cool for him, at least. Uh, but, yeah, I think like the defense really, you know, you, you, we talked about you guys offense. We're going to talk about it here in a minute. But that Chargers defense, they the front office obviously made a effort to go out there and build it up and, and you know, solidify that side of the ball. I think that is going to, and that's Brandon Staley's specialty, right? He comes from the defensive side of the ball, although he has experiences, uh, I think, playing quarterback way back in the day. So yeah. I feel like for you guys, to, like you said, to get that performance out of the defense in week one, that's got to feel like, okay, we can, we know what we are as an offense, but if this defense can play like this, we're going to be a, we're going to be a tough out every single week. Right. Right. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that again come Thursday uh, versus the Chiefs. So that'll be good. And I know before, before we move on to anything else, we got to address my performance yes that was going to be the next thing we were going to talk about let's, so go let's ahead, get go into ahead. it let's get into it man um, i mean yeah take take us through it take us through it take us through your sunday yeah my sunday 
um, you know, this was, this was different. You know, it was kind of a, I kind of feel it out, kind of see how my rotation is going to be. You know, we just brought in Sony, uh, Michelle, and he's been here for, you know, a week and a half. And we have Joshua Kelly, who was getting some rotation in yesterday as well. And so this was kind of the first test, I guess, because in preseason, we didn't have Sony there. And, you know, I wasn't playing. So we didn't know how much playing time I was going to be getting. Um, and we know that I love to make sure that, hey, let's get a guy, let's get a rotation, save my body so I can stay more efficient. Uh, for for me, myself, and just my performance, I think I had like 12 carries for 36 yards, um, something like that. And then I think also like three receptions for 36 yards. Um, so 72 all-purpose yards. But uh, for me, I think my biggest improvement, I think I left some yards out there in the run game, going back and watching the film. You know, there's opportunities for me to 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 have a better read and then also make, you know, make it extend a couple plays. Um, but this is the first time getting hit. Um, it's not an excuse, got to be ready to go, but uh, definitely takes a little bit to get back into the rhythm of actually feeling full speed reps, getting hit to the ground, making people miss. Um, and so wasn't able to find the end zone yesterday, which oh, breaks my heart, but we got it done. <laughs> we got it done. You know, I'm always trying to get in the end zone. We all are always trying to get in the end zone because that's where, that's where the money's made. Yeah, if you get in the end zone all the time, absolutely. So yeah, my, my performance... Yeah, I feel like in the passing game, when I did get opportunities, I felt like I was efficient. And then just run game, that's what I'm looking forward to this week of getting back on track and getting my average up um, and pulling through because in, with my fantasy performance, I was disappointed disappointed in myself, which is just another way of me saying that I wasn't as efficient as I wanted to be uh, sure. in my play. Sure. Well, I mean, look, okay, you can't put too much pressure on yourself, number one. No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. I know let's, you let's do put... put a... let, let's put it back. You have to put the most <laughs> pressure on yourself because no one else is going to, you know? So it hey, has fair, to come from enough. within. Yes. Fair enough there. I mean, yeah, you had 14 carries, 36 yards. You had four catches, actually, not three. Hey, there you go. 18 touches overall. And, and here's the deal with fantasy. Like, you got to... I mean, you guys know this within the course of the season. You got to ride the ebbs and flows of everything. And but what matters is like when a guy like Austin's getting a ton of opportunity, 18 touches, four catches. You picked up a first down on three of the four catches too. 9.8 yards after the catch per reception. Like you're right, man. You were still plenty efficient through the air. I'm curious about the running game part of it because it, it how much of it does have to do with the fact that you don't pretty much play in preseason at all anymore. You know, there there is. Uh -huh. it, is September I, sort of like a feeling out period through the first month of the season? It's definitely a feel out period for getting hit because that's the first time I got hit since, you know, the Raiders game as far as like tackled to the ground, right? Which was back in January, you know, nine months ago. <laughs> right. So that there's definitely an acclimation, uh, but it doesn't take long because, I mean, we've been playing this game for a long time and we still practice hard and you're still able to simulate some type of, you know, I guess, contact there, but not the full thing. And so there definitely is an acclimation period as far as just knowing how to run, getting yourself in the position, and then also feeling the flow of a defense and how fast it actually is when you're going ones versus ones, full speed. People can cut. People can, you know, actually put on full types of blocks. You're not worried about, oh, like, this is my teammate. Let me just, you know, make sure I'm, I'm you know, giving the the brother the brotherly block and, you know, holding yeah. them up, stuff like that. And so we'll get back on track. The The thing that i'm actually uh happy about though is there was opportunities there uh like i said there was there was probably two or three that if i would have made the correct read or seen it 
earlier is really what it was. I got to it, but I just got to it too late. It would have been a couple gashes in there. Now my average is sitting around five, you know, six, six yards a, a carry for that game if I'm able to c- convert on those. And so that's very encouraging. O-line obviously gave up no sacks yesterday. Very encouraging. Yeah. And so, you know, the opportunities are there. Now it's just on myself to go capitalize. Yeah, I thought the performance of the offensive line from a pass protection standpoint was pretty impressive. And and like you're saying, you'll pick up those opportunities as you go. And I do think the rotation behind you is kind of interesting because, you know, Josh Kelly mixing in there a little bit earlier, uh, maybe a little bit earlier than I expected, although we did kind of talk about that in the first episode. But yeah, then Sony, I felt like he kind of came in when you guys are trying to salt the game away a little bit. And I feel like that's got to be good for you to see, too, somebody in the backfield there that can take those I mean maybe you disagree you want you want those grinder carries too towards the end of the game as you're trying to salt that thing out but uh, I feel like that's got to be kind of nice to not to just throw that responsibility to somebody else but somebody that can add that dimension to the running game look I, I will always take the carries I will always take every rep of the game but I'm never I'm never sad if we got another guy that can go in there and get it done as well if we got another guy that can go in there and make plays I'm all for it let's do it let's get a rotation because this is a long it's a long season we have 16 more games uh, right, 16 more uh, times getting out there, going and getting beat up. So I definitely appreciate uh, the relief and uh, spreading the love around, which Justin does a good job of. You know, as yeah. he, we saw yesterday, he's throwing the ball to everybody. So, yeah, looking forward to more. Yeah, let's talk about that, too, the performance of Justin. I mean, I felt like you guys really started to pull away kind of in the second quarter when he really started dealing. And that was interesting. I mean, he was he was hot from the start. Um, I mean, by the, by the way, like Keenan Allen, if he didn't get hurt, we'll talk more about Keenan Allen, the injury and everything like that. He was about to freaking smash in that game. Four targets, four catches, 66 yards. I, I mean, not, not like a total shout out to me moment, but I did say like, dude, Keenan Allen can work more downfield than people think in the first episode. And, and he was he was cutting them up in the middle of the field against zone coverage. A lot of, a lot of favorable looks there. I mean, that dude is just so good. Uh, it was a bummer to see him miss the rest of that game, but he was about to smash in that game. If not. Um, but that was interesting. You, you pointed out like nobody had more than four targets on the chargers. Really things were spread out. And you told me in the first episode with Justin that like, Hey, who are the sleepers in fantasy? Everybody on this roster because everybody can play. <laughs> and like yesterday was kind of the, the proof of the pudding there. There was a ton of guys that stepped up and made plays, and it wasn't necessarily the guys that everybody was expecting. Right. It, that's that's the thing. When I was telling you that, it's because there's different scenarios where different guys are going to be stepping up. And there was a perfect play out yesterday. Yep, drink that jug. Um, (laughs) It was a a perfect scenario yesterday, right? Keenan goes down, and then we got DC coming to the game a little bit more. um, And he gets his first touchdown, makes a couple big plays. You know, Gerald Everett, one of our newest additions, coming in making plays. Um, And so... Yo, Austin, Austin, take your first victory lap of the season on the Gerald Everett thing, because I'm telling you, man, before (laughs) that first episode of this show with you and Justin, and and I, I made the point to several other, like, fantasy writers football analysts whatever i was like maybe we haven't been talking enough about gerald everett because that was one of my big takeaways from the first episode was you both you and justin were like dude gerald everett like he's been making good crazy catches in camp yes he's somebody we're excited about i i I literally right after that show drove my ass home got my computer (laughs) and was like let me pump gerald everett a few (laughs) spots up the tight end rankings man yeah man he's been he's been efficient he he snags that thing like there's been some throws in practice and i'm just like 
what? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm talking like full, like behind him, fingertip snags and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, this guy catches everything in his range. And we saw that yesterday. It was, this is a story. It's crazy. Um, so on the, on Gerald Everett's touchdown, right. I was, I was on the sideline sitting next to my running back coach, Derek Foster and pocket starts to break down. Justin mobile. He starts rolling out to the left. I'm like, I'm telling coach, I'm like, ah, just throw it away, throw it away, throw it away. And he, boom, throws a back shoulder on a scramble <laughs> to Gerald Everett, who does some type of twist, dives into the end zone. I, I'm sitting there like, what just happened? <laughs> I'm like, coach, like, you know, this is not normal, man. Like, what we yeah. were witnessing out here with what Justin's doing, how he's able to get us opportunities like that with his arm strength and his talent and his understanding of the game. Hey, the defender's got his back turned. Gerald's looking at me. I can put this back shoulder uh, and on the run, I'm like, this is, this is, ooh, we, we are in a good scenario. Let's just yeah. say that. Keep this guy healthy. We got a good chance to make a run. I'd say you guys are in a good scenario. And, and that was another thing watching the game yesterday. And I think just when you watch the Chargers in general, especially like the back half of last year, we've talked about sort of as when you're a younger quarterback, like that mental side of the game, it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And that's what stands out to to me with Justin like yeah he's he's a freak show with the way he can move the way he can throw off platform I mean the touchdown to DeAndre Carter was just that was like mm. stupid I mean come on man like uh, oh. sh- that, that should not be allowed right but 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 there it wow. is but I think yeah. it's like the mental side of things really does show up for for Justin now at this point in his career we're like like you said he, the defender's doing this he knows he can do that and and when those two things mold there i mean it's a lot of the same stuff with like patrick it, it, yeah patrick that's what i was gonna like, say that's what patrick does a good job of right that's where you see him rolling out through these sidearm throws back across the field but he knows he's got these spots in here um so that's what it's gonna take especially in our division that's what it's gonna take because we have those type of caliber quarterbacks but uh man like i'm excited i'm excited for the competition because it's gonna be a fight it, it always is in the nfl but when it's in our division and there's all of this attention on how good these teams are that gives us even more opportunities to get a chance to say, yeah, we're a real team. Cause yeah. we've been through this. Look who we're playing. We're playing other real teams. Um, so yeah, it's going to be epic. Yeah. It's going to be epic. I do want to talk about Deandre Carter before we move on. Um, you know, a couple things here. First of all, Lord podcast producer, John, before we uh, hopped on the zoom here, sent me, I mean, you already know about this. Send me the video of uh, DeAndre Carter getting the game ball yesterday. That dude is freaking ripped, bro. Like, he, I mean, abs for days. Like, this this guy's got – I mean, he's a new addition to the team. But, man, that guy that guy is cut, number one. I mean, like, that's like some DK Metcalf type stuff there from, from DeAndre Carter. I bet people don't know that. Like, clearly he's got some athleticism going on. He's done some kick returner special teams type of stuff as well. But yesterday, he did step up. 71% of his routes were from the slot, which, again, that's taken over from Keenan Allen, who had all four of his catches from the slot there. What can people expect from a guy like DeAndre Carter, you know, if if Keenan Allen misses this game, anything like that, or just kind of going forward for the rest of the season? Yeah, talk about another great ad that went under the radar is, is DC. We call him DC. Because, yeah, we thought, yeah, bringing in another returner, like he's just going to be a returner. And then – all of a sudden he started making plays in practice, like catching Dover routes nonstop, like, which is a deep over, you know, going down the field, getting open. And it's like, 
this guy, this is the returner? Like this? Yeah. Because when, when I think of a typical returner guy, that's all they do is return because maybe they, you know, aren't running routes and they can't remember the playbook or so, they have some type of thing that's like, there's a reason why you're just a returner. And so I was like, okay, let's see what DC's got. Comes in, starts proving himself. I'm like, okay, like this guy can legitimately play. And then, you know, we have all these great receivers, so he's not going to get that much attention. Keenan goes down. He gets an opportunity. Boom, he picks up exactly where he left off in practice. And, yeah, he obviously he's coming in with those great abs you're talking about. I mean, doesn't help <laughs> him play football, but good for him. Um, yeah. <laughs> I get to see him every day and just be like, man, like, look, look I'm like, I like to see, think I'm Jack too. But that guy's abs yeah. are, you know, wow. Wow. I don't know if I, I don't know how many crunches I had to do to get that uh, type of six pack, but uh, I'd probably die before I got to that because they, they I was literally protrude say. out of his body like an inch, like bricks. Yeah. Like it's more absurd. than, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I, I could be doing crunches for legitimately <laughs> the rest of my life and I will never, ever, ever look like that. I don't, I don't um, think I have that genetic build. He's got the genetic build for it too, where it's just like his shoulders are kind of back a little bit yeah, and it's just yeah. like, boom, like. Yeah, yeah. We could talk like about a, like dude, dude bods for the next probably like half hour, but uh, I'm not sure everybody wants to hear that on the pod. But uh, yeah, there's certain genetic builds, certain builds where you can carry the abs better. But I mean, whatever, we'll, we'll we'll get into that. Um, yeah, but I, I think that maybe fantasy folks don't want to hear this because it's like just another guy mixing into the target tree there. But if there's one thing that kind of I've thought about your guys' offense from the outside, it's like. You know, you got Keenan, who you you said this on the first episode. There's probably nobody better in the NFL in the short to underneath area. Um, you know, Mike Williams makes plays downfield, but it's not necessarily with like just being fast, right? He mm-hmm. makes plays in the contested game. We'll talk about Mike in a second. But DeAndre Carter yesterday, 19.3 air yards per target. Like he's getting those balls downfield. And like obviously Justin c- can whip them. Like there there right. might be even and even Josh Palmer I like Josh Palmer but he's probably not necessarily like the speed guy or anything like that. Right. That's a dimension that you guys could maybe keep in there for for the long haul. And again, fantasy managers might not want to hear that but I'm just saying. Yeah. It's definitely, you know, when you're looking at it from a fantasy perspective, it's a little concerning the Chargers. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, they're going to give the ball to everybody. So, yeah. there's not going to be that definitive, hey, we're going to give this guy, you know, he's going to get, you know, 5, 6, 7, 8 you know, catches a game kind of guy. Um, that would have been Keenan. Uh, we'll see what's going on with him. I, I really don't know. He obviously, he left the game yesterday with a hamstring injury, and we'll see how that plays out when that when that story breaks. But other than that, yeah, we're we're tossing it around. I would say I'm probably the most consistent as far obviously uh, as far as getting yeah. the most te- uh, touches on the team as far as fantasy perspective. But you know, for us as a team in the football perspective, it's amazing. Fantasy, not amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty good. It's going to be fun to watch Chargers games start to finish, uh, like I said, like I did yesterday. So it, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great season. But that does make for a natural transition to our Ask Austin segment. Remember, people, ask Austin at yahoosports.com. Send your emails, written audio video you get to have him answer any question you want on a future episode maybe again don't ask like hey austin who should i start my flex this guy or this guy we, 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 austin's a, a busy man he's got a lot of stuff going on he didn't need to be uh that would be a need question to be... for matt yeah so if you, you guys can have ask... questions for matt throw them in there if you got a question for matt you know all right well i mean you, we won't up. we we won't waste your time on that one though bro we're like, tag I mean, teaming this man this is this is a brothership <laughs> we gotta we're going together Together. All right. Well, next next week, yeah, sure. You throw some fantasy questions in there. I'll uh, I'll give my answers, and Austin can heat check me, maybe. But but more importantly, bring your questions to Austin 
askaustin at yahoosports.com. First one up, we got this this morning. No surprise, there was a decent bit of folks asking about this. Was it part of the game plan to spread the ball around in week one, or did it just happen that way? As a Mike Williams fantasy manager, should I be worried? That came in from Lee from Bristol, England. Shout out to Ooh, England acro- across a, the pond. That's a great question. Great question. Should you be worried? Uh, no. No, I don't think you should be worried as far as your Mike Williams pick um, at receiver. The guy, um, you know, when it comes to receivers, I feel like there's there's number ones who are going to get a lot of the attention. Um, and then the number twos kind of are fluctuating, you know, through games. But the thing about Mike is, you know, we didn't pay him $20 million a year to not catch a lot of balls. Um, <laughs> right. we're, def- we're definitely going to throw this guy the ball. There's a reason we're paying him $20 million, a, you know, a year right now. And it's because... Yeah, he is 6'4", 6'3", 6'4", and can pretty much snag anything that's thrown his way. Um, he did have a drop yesterday. I'm pretty disappointed, uh, but he'll get back. He's back on it. He'll get it. He'll get it. But, uh, no, definitely Justin's going to throw the ball to Mike. We're going to get Mike involved in as many ways as we can. I don't think you should be concerned at all. Uh, when it comes to receivers, that's what I've known, especially just having receivers on my on my fantasy. If there's ups and down weeks. Even for myself, we know it wasn't my best week. That's because I think we did get to see a little taste of what our offense could potentially be as far as getting these new guys involved into it because we do have a lot of new faces. Um, so I wouldn't say it's going to be next week or the week after that. But I think as we start to get more into a rhythm, you'll see Mike Williams start to find himself catching a lot more balls uh, down the road. And it's just, it's going to take time for us as an offense. Cause everyone has to, you guys have to realize this is the first time us as a starting offense have actually played real football against somebody yeah. else. Um, and so there's going to be some learning. There's going to be some, Oh, this guy's playing well, this guy's not, or we're going to get this guy a little bit more for this matchup um, down the road. And so we'll get to the rhythm. You know, Jess will keep finding Mike more and more. He'll have more opportunities to make some plays. Uh, I know it was a little bit more limited yesterday, uh, but hey, don't give up on him. And uh, yeah, we'll see how we'll see how it plays out. I, I don't think you should be concerned, but there is some type of I put an asterisk by it. Like, let's see how that one plays out. No, fair enough. And I think you're dead on, Austin. Here's a you know credit to you as a as a fantasy analyst, right? Like for with the receiver position, it it is a rocky road. Like, listen, if the guys like. Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Steph Diggs, like they're going in the first round for a reason because you can count on them like legitimately pretty much every single week to go out there and have like a 28, 30% target share like those four yep. guys did this week in week one. But with everybody else, you've got to kind of live through some ebbs and flows. I think people freak out because it's the first week, right? Like, oh yeah, people get the FOMO. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. my, my first round pick didn't score me 30 points. Well, what am I going to do? Oh, let me get in his DMs. Bro, I need more points from you. What is that? I'm like, whoa. That's not how we everybody, act, people. That's not how we out. act. Everybody chill out. Like, we have 16 more games to play. <laughs> Everybody chill. So, yeah, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, don't be doing that. <laughs> don't be up in Mike Williams' DMs about his two catches, all right? Let's let's uh, let's be clear about that. Don't Definitely don't be in Austin's DMs about uh, anything either. Like, don't, don't get too greedy, folks. And here's the deal, too. Like, Mike Williams is a perfect example of this. The guy last year had four games with two or fewer catches, six games with three or fewer catches. Like, but when he had a lot of he probably won you the week okay so right. like that that's the, right. that's the way it goes in fantasy and obviously yeah there's going to be a lot of other guys that step up and you know sort of a feeling out period i haven't personally gone back and like 
watched the film yet or charted his routes or anything like that. But I, I'm sure that like the Raiders are doing a lot to take like that the deep ball down the sideline away, and that's why you saw Keenan Allen out there absolutely eating in the first part of that game, and then his replacement in in DC was the guy who who ate after he left. Exactly. Exactly. And look, if you're going to be in the DMs and be in my DMs, just make sure it's it's constructive criticism. Yes. Not it's not personal. I'll take constructive criticism for like Austin, 2.3 yards per carry is not good enough. I'm going to need you to be better. I can take that. I can take that. That's okay. constructive criticism. Like bring it on. I I know. I know more than you know that I need to be better in the run game for sure. So, I'll take that. If you want to give me constructive criticism, I'm open to that. But if personal attacks, nah, you're going to get you're getting blocked. <laughs> yeah. No no personal attacks, that's for sure. And just remember, clearly Austin is a little more in tune with the whole fantasy thing than everybody else. So, not every that is not a rule for every player to be the constructive no. criticism. No. Like not not a, a lot of other running backs probably are not open to uh you bozos out there saying like two two point whatever yards per carry is not good enough. So um I'm gonna go ahead and just say say blanket rule. Don't be don't be saying it to Austin either. All right. The, the guy the guy's where he's already aware. Bring it so on. Bring, see what she got. I want to I want to hear what you what on what play what you would like to saw. There you go. Break it down. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got a if you've got a specific film clip you'd like to bring up with uh, star running back Austin Eckler and say you should have hit this hole this way, then we'll allow it. (laughs) I mean, shoot, send send it into the email. Send it into the email. Your 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 film breakdown. Yeah, that there there, we'll allow that. Um, Speaking of which, this actually gives a good transition to our next question. Uh, as a running back, do you feel as confident running to the right side of the offensive line this year as you did to the left side last year? This comes in from KJ. I think this question is sort of inspired by the fact that, like, that left tackle spot, you know you've got Rayshon Slater. Like, that guy's a he, – he yeah. was a hit from day one. Yeah. He was awesome. The right tackle spot was a bit more of a training camp battle. Um, Trey yeah. Pipkins comes out and, and, and wins the thing. Are you aware – like – I mean, are you aware of that? No kidding, you're aware of it. But is there anything to that, um, to the thought here that KJ has? Man, it, it really depends. Like, everything depends. But I'll say a couple reasons why it depends. And it's not that there's a preference um, as far as, I guess, running either way. It depends on what the defense is lined up in. If we have, say, say we have an overload to an open end side. We're getting a little technical here. Where there's no tight sure. end. Say that's to the right. And there's say there's like four guys over there, and we only have three to block their four. We're gonna we're gonna check out of that play and probably run the other way, or we're gonna run a pass. We'll, we'll check to a pass. Um, and so it's really it's really more reactive in a lot of pl- cases um, to what the defense is getting to us, uh, giving showing us. And so there's there's definitely plays that we can just call and run them no matter what, and then have adjustments off of that. And I would say there, there's some balance on that. But yeah, Rashawn's definitely, you know, last year, I think we had like, I think it was like 60% of our runs were to the left. Um, and that's for a reason. And guess we have all those guys back again, same guys, they're all back. And Rashawn's going into his second year. So that's probably going to be our more heavy run side because those guys have showed they can get it done. They're the more solidified as far as their positions, as far as a preference, whichever, whoever's going to get it done, you know, and it, it comes <laughs> yeah. down to matchups too. Like we just played, you know, Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, right? Like two stud edges right and so it's like if they have one stud edge and everyone else and the other guy's maybe not as as much of a werewolf as the other one then it's like okay let's run away from that guy and run it the other way and so 
those are a couple different scenarios where it's it's different. But the preference, no. I like I like to switch it up because if we, if you have a tendency, teams know that, and so if you we might be better running to the left every time just because those guys are a little bit more solidified over there. But if you do that every time, it's going to have a diminishing return because now, oh, run. Okay, they're going to be to their right, our left, right? It's like, oh, because they're playing us that way, playing us that way, right? So you have to keep the defense honest, right? And that means you have to switch it up. You have to be able to adjust. And, you know, those guys are getting paid too on the right side. They got to get their job done. They have a job to do. So, yeah, that would be my answer on that. No, I think that's – Awesome answer. And, you know, never hesitate to get technical. I, I love talking about this stuff. And, yeah, a lot of times, like, it is matchup-based. It is uh, it is right. math-based, uh, you know, if, if you're overloaded to Rotation one side. Rotation-based. Like, yeah. like yep. is it man or zone? Like, is there a safety rotated down to the strength or to away from our strength? You know, is it too high? You know, there's a lot of different factors that play into the to run and pass game, right? That's when we start talking about the mental game and how much of a factor that plays into. It's like, where are people guarding? Is there can is it sub defense where they have you know two linebackers in a in a nickel, or is it base where they have three linebackers or even four linebackers, right? And if it's sub, now how can we get the nickel in the box because that's a smaller body for our O line to block and not as good of a tackler probably as a linebacker, right? So we're just playing the game within the game. It's all like a intense chess match yeah yes god i I love football i'm so i'm so glad football is back man this is this is we got real games to talk about it's awesome oh yeah um i i have a uh got a question here next one i'm sure you uh have to work on both but i'm just curious whether or not you focus on being slippery or being stronger through the run this one comes in from deborah both for sure for sure both um for the most part being slippery is my thought when I'm running off the edge. Um, when I'm running off the edge and I can get like, it's basically called our wide zone. It's where I can set my track, like basically outside the tackle and I can get myself running, right? It's a little bit better to be slippery there because I have momentum going. When I'm coming downhill, when we call our inside zone, and it's more like I got to read it out, keep my feet square. That's when, okay, now I'm looking for some type of power because I'm going to have to run through things. I'm not, I don't have momentum like I do uh, for a, you know, for a wide zone. Uh, so it really depends. And it's like, is it short yardage? You know, is it is it out in the field that we first intend so you can be a little bit more risky, maybe try to bounce something uh, or don't need to, you know, cram it up in there for a one yard gain. And so, like I said, everything depends. But those are a few different scenarios where I would want to be, you know, stronger. So you, you'd like to have both as a runner. You'd like to have both. For me, I would say I'm more so slippery than power. And that just becomes a, that's just a nature of my body type. I'm sure. definitely very strong, but I don't care how strong you are. If someone weighs 100 pounds more than you, if they <laughs> hit you in any way, you are going to feel that. You know, mass does play a factor. You know, if if I'm running downhill at 195 pounds, it's a lot different than, you know, someone like, you know, even like Saquon, who's like 220 running downhill, right? That's an extra 30 pounds behind you. It's going to give you a lot more oomph going forward. How awesome was it to, I mean, I don't know, obviously you didn't watch the game. You were busy playing your own game. But uh, how awesome was it to see Saquon, like, back, back? Mm. Man, I just love watching guys make plays. 
uh, yeah. on the offensive side. Uh, obviously, I'm biased to the offense. So that's why I play, especially the running back. So I actually went, I went through and watched all the highlights of the games last night when I was laying in bed, uh, just checking in on everybody. Uh, just to, that's kind of like my my analysis of the week. Just seeing the highlights of the games, checking all the stats of the games. Um, then I watched like the little YouTube cutup that they put out there, uh, and seeing yeah, seeing Saquon pop off. You know, Jonathan Taylor's. You know, he didn't drop off at all. You know, no. imagine that man still running through everything. But Saquon to see him back, man, because just all that potential, right? And for some some injuries to to keep him down has has been unfortunate. But man, he looks good. Like oh my god, like that guy is. That guy's just built different, like straight yeah. up. Oh my God. Like just an absolute tank that is extremely fast and agile, right? So excited to see some highlights uh, out of him this year. Um, unless we play yeah. him, obviously. I don't yeah, know of, of course. Yeah. Uh, leading the team in, <laughs> in targets and routes run too. Like he's a, he's a great receiving back. And a guy like that with that profile from, from a fantasy angle, like, Straight up, if he stays healthy, gets that type of workload, like he's going to be a top five player in fantasy. Oh yeah, and I mean, I oh mean, yeah, for he'll sure, he'll be up there. With, yeah, yeah, he's he's kind of like that JT type of body, right? They're just thick, fast, can pretty much do it all. Um, it's good stuff. Yeah, it was it was great to see him back. Is there like any? This is um sort of actually kind of goes on Toma's question here, like running backs, you model your game after, but I'm going to alter it a little bit. Is there like a fraternity of the running back position in the NFL? Cause I mean, honestly, no, there's not, not at all. No, no, man. The NFL, it's very strange in a sense that we all come together for about six months and then everyone disperses. Everyone goes back to their home state, back over here. They got, people got wives, people are single, people are just coming out of college, people are going back to school, people got, you know, all these other things they're getting involved in. So we just scatter all over the place. You know, the tight ends have like a tight end U type of thing that they get together and do the running yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do, we do not do that. I don't maybe it's the nature of our position. Like every position has some type of like culture, I feel like built into it. I feel like the running back position is not necessarily is like, I feel like the old line, they're like really tied in. Right, yeah. tied into each other, you know, like for for us as as running backs, it's usually like one of us out there at a time. So it's more of like a, right. a more of like a, not necessarily a selfish, but like an individual type of, of role. Um, so maybe that plays in a factor of us not really being super tight together um, from other teams. But yeah, there's no fraternity uh, thing, and maybe there is. Maybe there is. I'm just outside of it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe, maybe they're holding the email, out man. on me. <laughs> I didn't get in the group chat. I wasn't invited. Uh, they said Austin's talking too much about fantasy. He's not invited. Oh, uh, yeah. Know. Maybe that's what know. it is. <laughs> like, if we watched uh, Acquisition, that guy's too into fantasy. We can't be having him. That's be. too toxic over there. <laughs> yeah, well, um, hey, that's on you people out there again. So shape up and fly right. All right. Uh, last question here before we move on to the preview of the game this week comes in actually from me. Well, through, through me, actually from my wife. She wanted ah. to ask a question about because she's a yoga instructor on the side. I told her to okay. send the damn thing to the to the yeah. I don't know if we email. accept this. I think it's gonna be next week. I'm just I mean, I, I, I listen, man. I, I'm gonna do it because because uh, <laughs> I like her. But that's it. So she wanted me to ask you about stuff like yoga and Pilates and whether that comes into like like how many guys are actually into that? Are football players into that? Because. Her theory is it's like big, you know, and I, I buy it too, you know, big on like the small muscle building and like how that can work with like injury and recovery and all that stuff. So question from her about that. Wow. Um, so I'm probably the worst person to ask about this because literally after the game yesterday, we had a recovery at 
at the uh, stadium because we're getting ready for Thursday night. And my first thing is I went to my strength coach. I was like, hey, where's the, where's the squat rack at? I was, like, <laughs> I was like, Mondo, where's the squat rack? I'm trying to get my recovery in, man. I need to put some weight on my back. Um, so clearly I was feeling good after that game. Uh, my body yeah, anyway. But um, no, for I would say yoga, I don't see as much. Pilates, I really don't see it either. The things I, I see a lot as far as our guys' recovery is the massages, um, some, yeah, the soft tissue, all that's the deep tissue, all that stuff. Um, then I see a lot of like the ice baths, like that's really the recovery I would say that our guys are doing. Yoga, I don't know. I don't know. If they're doing yoga, they're doing it on their own in, in our, yeah. in our, uh, in our facility. So I don't see a lot of that, but I guess we do a lot of what could be considered yoga moves within our lifts, right? Within our right. warmups, we do a lot of like certain poses and holding poses and, you know, getting into just different, you know, body positions and holding them. And so I guess there's some, it's not that we're not just doing strictly yoga, right? We're, it's incorporated right. into our routine of the workout into our warm up, And so, that would be my answer to that. I would say, for the most part, not strictly yoga, but it's incorporated into our training re- regimen. Yeah, it's like the the same sort of principles, right? Like holding the poses, flexibility, mobility, all yeah, that exactly. type of stuff. Like Small we'll, muscle building. Like we'll Even work if you're on not our a- sixty minute class. No, no, yeah, it'll be like like we'll have a set, and then on the side, like during your downtime, you'll go get some like hip flexion, and you'll be using like this this machine we have that you can put your leg up behind you and put your knees down on or knee down on the ground and like get your hip flexor and you're stretching your hip flexor. You're doing like this ankle mobility stuff um, or you're doing some, what we call like dead bugs and you're doing like posture stuff. So it's, I think incorporated in. So I would say, yes, all of us do it then. And I guess if that's the case. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Uh, I remember asking Christian McCaffrey a few years ago about, cause I like, you know, i lost a hundred pounds. I went through a big fitness journey myself, all that. Um, so I like to sometimes pick your guys's brain cause you're literally professional athletes about like w- how to take care of yourself and like ways I can improve. And I mean, you guys are doing different things for me and it was no more apparent than like when I asked Christian McCaffrey, like a similar question about, you know, how I can improve, like from a recovery standpoint, he's like, Oh, well, you know, I have a team of like massages, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, well, well I mean, oh, I, I, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I can't, I can't be doing all that. So, uh, we're yeah, living a different I, world sometimes. I'm right? not in that world either, brother. I'm find me a gym and then I'm good. Let me just get in there and do some, do some workouts. Um, that's what I prefer. I prefer just to move some weight around, um, get the body moving again, get some blood flow to the, to the store, sore parts of my body. Um, if they're just sore, not injured for sure. Yeah. Everybody's different. Uh, that's the moral of the story. Yeah. All right. Remember people ask Austin at yahoosports.com. That was a ton of insight. We just got from Austin on a variety of different topics. Some real like football dork stuff too, too, which I love people out there. Love. We, we love to hear that, man. So ask, ask Austin anything about, you know, motivation, side hustles, all kinds of stuff too. He loves mm. to talk about that. So, uh, yeah, definitely dive into all kinds of things. Ask Austin at yahoosports.com. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. 
push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Austin, time to move to as the AFC West turns. uh, And great stuff because you guys are playing another AFC West team in a few hours here. I mean, by the time people are listening (laughs) to this on Wednesday, the game is happening on Thursday. And and do remember, people, we are recording this. I've hinted to it a couple times. We're recording this on Monday because... Uh, my guy here's got a busy schedule, right? He's got yeah, stuff yeah, going. Yeah. So we we got to so, do this yeah. Monday. So if anything changes between Monday and Wednesday, just keep that in mind. But kind of take us through the process of how are things different on a shorter week, right? You're just coming off on Sunday. You got to play on Thursday. That's a pretty fast turnaround. Yeah, it's it's extremely fast. Um, and he, just think about this because we just got done with our game Sunday. We started our recovery Sunday. Literally right after yeah. the game. We coach gave out game balls. We got a break. All right. We brought our masseuses up. We have our, you know, dry needling people. We have all of our all of our, you know, uh, ice tubs, hot tubs, our trainers doing, you know, treatment on injuries, all of that stuff immediately. So we started right now because that's how important it is to try to get our bodies back to be able to play this short week. So to today or on Monday, on Monday, we'll go in, do a little bit more recovery, roll it out do some some body stuff more so yoga stuff right we're moving around we're not really trying to you know work out because we don't want to be sore because the next day tuesday we'll have a practice wednesday we'll have a practice then leave right so we have basically one and a half practices then we go play a game um and so in the nfl it's a quick quick turnaround on thursday night and the mental part is the biggest thing right it's really getting your body back and then getting down a full week of preparation into one and a half days with the coaches anyway, like I'll start today. I'll watch, you know, the chiefs game, um, from last night today, um, and get a jump on it just so I can up that running average. Got to make sure I know what I'm doing out there. <laughs> uh, right. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's brutal. Cause you're still usually sore up until Wednesday. I would say, mm. I would say at least takes three to four days to fully recover from an NFL game. Um, mm. and so you, a lot of the guys will still be sore going into the game, but it's one of those where it's like, all right, we'll get a little bit longer break after this. So we'll get, you know, the long weekend and then we can get back on, on the normal schedule. So it it's brutal. And I'm still debating whether I like that it's early on or if I like it later because you get that little, like it's like a mini buy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well that, I mean, yeah, the next week then you've got like, 10 days until Sunday, right. you know, so, there, so that's, that's why nice. it's nice to have that during the season, right? Because we have our bye week, which is a week off. Then you have a Thursday night game, which is like, t- like I said, 10 days. Um, so it's like a, a little mini bye. Um, so I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'll, I'll let you know after if I liked it or not. Yeah, definitely let us know. And I, I think I remember when Thursday night football first started, you know, cause it hasn't always been around and guys, freaking hated it i I specifically remember players absolutely hating it probably because of what you just said like cramming the prep all you know and and the recovery and how you're still feeling it from from the last game and i mean especially for a guy like like keenan who's who's hurt he's got the hamstring injury like if he even plays like that's cramming a lot for a guy who's who's trying to get ramped back up all, all, all the way well just let let me put it in perspective of of a different you know side maybe like imagine what you get done in a week you know, at work on a typical week. And now I'm saying, okay, you have to get that done in four days. Yeah. Like, like you, what usually took you a week or, you know, five days in this, in this uh, work day and then two days in the next work day. And they'll cram it. I need all that stuff done in four days. 
and you're you're trying to put the best thing you can together. You know, it's it's not going to be the best quality as you know as if you had the full weeks to spend time on it, get away from it, come back to it. Like you're just trying to scrap anything you can, putting tape on stuff, um, and trying to get it done. I remember. I think we had him last year too against Thursday night football. And I remember my ankle was yep. messed up. My ankle was so messed up and like running to the left. I could, I couldn't run to the left. I was like, coach, if I'm going in, don't run me to the left because like, my left ankle, I couldn't plant off my left ankle. Um, and so I had this thing taped up big ball in there. It's like I said, literally, literally putting tape on it right now, not metaphorically to try to just get it through and Hey, send me right. If we're ever going to run the, we're ever going to run the ball. Uh, it doesn't always play like out like that. I did remember a play where I did catch a ball to the left and I tried to plant and I had no juice, no juice. This guy I could have easily, you know, crossed his face, gone back inside, but I planted my foot gave out and got smoked right in the face. God, um, that was an overtime game too. So like not oh, only is yeah, it <laughs> overtime. Yeah. yeah. And overtime. Oh, even worse. Thursday was, night overtime game, the worst scenario. I, that that's <laughs> nightmare fuel for an NFL player. I'm looking at the box score from that game too, right? Like 34, 28 chiefs won that game. Um, Justin had Justin Jackson had 13 for 86 in that game. And you had 12 for, for 59, you know, 4.9 a carry. We're, we're that's efficient. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 4.9 a carry. That's good. You scored on, rushing on a touchdown. one and a half ankle. <laughs> right. But that's, but that's the thing. Like, so, I, I would bet that that was – I mean, I don't remember all the way back then. I mean, what happened to December 2021, that that's, that file has been deleted. Um, but I, I'm betting that that, like, ankle – you know, it definitely wasn't out there in the media either. Like, hey, beware, fantasy managers. Austin Eckler can't <laughs> run to his left. Like, so that's the stuff that goes on that we have, like, no idea on the outside. Right, right. It was probably better off that way because uh, uh, if the defense knew that, then that would uh, probably hinder uh, yeah. my running ability, yeah. you know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I was also thinking from a selfish perspective, I, I, I'm trying to live my life on a Thursday. I'm not trying to get a, a 25 questions about like, what is the Austin Eckler can't run to the left? Should I still start with fantasy? I'm just, right, right. Live your life. Uh, trying to make best decisions on your own. That's all I'll say. Um, let's talk about the Chiefs uh, heading into this game because, man, I mean, uh, that's another game I was able to tune into uh, yesterday as well. <sighs> Dude, Patrick Mahomes looking like a man on a mission right now. And, and you know I love – you, I love Justin. Big fan. Big fan of you guys. I mean, I'm pulling for the Chargers this year, obviously. I'm biased because you're on the show. Appreciate I'm on the show that. with you. I'm pulling for you guys. But last night, watching, heading into Sunday Night Football, I'm you know listening to Tony Dungy and, and Jason Garrett go back and forth on the TV. And, and, you know, they're talking about Justin Herbert. Deserved praise, but they're saying, like, man, we have never seen anybody do – what this guy has done at this age. And then literally the next highlight package is Patrick Mahomes. I'm like, what about that guy? Right? Like, I mean, <laughs> that's why we're talking about like these games are all going to be, uh, are all going to yep. be a battle. Yeah. Patrick looks great right now. And it's again, I, I there looked like there was no drop off in like the post Tyree kill world. Yeah. Talk about a special player, man. There's a reason he get, he got the biggest contract at the time when he got paid. Right. Like, yeah. Like, man, look, yeah, shoot, they need to pay him more because that guy, <laughs> the things he does, his little run out sidearm throws that seem to always gash everybody. Like, how do you stop it? You got to guard someone twice. That's what Coach Staley always says. Like, when, this, when you scramble, you have to guard someone twice. You have to guard him on the original drop in the original route. Then he's scrambling. Now you have to guard him again. 
right? And so there's people running everywhere, and he's really good at scrambling. He's, you know, reversing out, you know, his little waddle he does when he's running, you know, with his ball, you know, then boom, throws it, you know, sidearm. Like, dude is special. You know, Justin, absolutely special, making, you know, crazy tight throws, understanding the game more. But, yeah, Patrick was doing a little bit before Justin, and like you said, man, this guy, let's just go back to it, man. AFC West, man, crazy. It's crazy. Crazy. But, look, like, this is games that you're like looking forward to as a competitor. It's like right. they got they got a lot of good guys. We got a lot of good guys. And it's look, it's good on good. Let's get it done. Let's go put on a show. Let's compete as hard as we can. We're all trying to get a win for our own clubs and for our personal selves and for everything that rides on us trying to win. And uh it's gonna be a glorious battle. This is as a competitor, I'm uh, I'm so looking forward to the challenge because that's what it's gonna be. It's going to be an insane challenge, right? And it's who can be the most efficient for longest and who can make the least amount of mistakes. That's what football comes down to. We're all playing at a high level. Let's continue to do that, you know, as as our team try to carry it over into the next week. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it, see how it plays out. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I think like the, ooh, the motivation, like they're going to try extra hard stuff gets a little, you know, overblown at different times. But, I mean, it's got to be something for you guys when – it's like the best going against the best, right? Like, I mean, that the iron sharpens iron type of thing. It's just, so we're already trying as hard as we can. Like, yeah. If you don't think that, then you're you're mistaken. We are trying as hard as we can in most circumstances, anyway. And if so you've listened we, to Austin so far and you think he's not busting his ass on like every play, <laughs> come on. I know for a lot of different reasons, for many reasons. I know a lot rides on my success, you know. So. Uh, it's and that's where I'm going with this. It's extra motivation, right? Like we have enough motivation. We have all these reasons that we play, and then when you have you know super competitive, these are other additives to that. You know, it's like if you had a kid, now you have extra motivation because now you have a family to look out for. Now you need to have some stability for your child. Like all those, th- you were. It's not that you weren't going hard before, but now you have more things to go hard for, right? And those. That's, I mean, that that comes back to life, right? Like, why do you do what you do? It's because you have motivations. Why do people? Why do some people go harder than others? Well, they have more riding on things, right? Like, they have more to lose. When you have a lot to lose, it's a lot more important that you keep yourself in a place where you can stay stable, right? So, with us, our state, our mind, what can stay stable is our mindset. You know, there's a lot of unknowns and things we can't control, but what we, what we can is our mindset and how we attack the game, how we prepare, and how we, you know, play um, as far as our effort. Um, and then that's how the game plays out. That's why it's so exciting because it's unpredictable from there on. But you know both teams, and that's why the NFL is so great. Both teams are giving everything they got because they have so much riding on it, and it makes this epic battle that everyone's looking forward to watching. And that gives us another opportunity because everyone's watching it. And so if you go out there and ball out, people are like, dang, this guy is legit, right? <laughs> and so that has and that has opportunities that come from it. And it's a snowball effect, right? And you just keep mm. building on that, right? So, oh, I'm amped for this game, and I cannot wait, man. Yeah, well, the, these AFC West matchups should provide a lot of those uh, moments, it should pro- especially in an island game like a Thursday night. So it's going to be awesome. And just a couple notes from me on the Chiefs. They ran the ball pretty well, 5.6 yards per carry between their three running backs. And they, they got a few guys in there. I mean, they started out with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Um, they got Jarek McKinnon in there a little bit. Isaiah Pacheco, that guy, you know, might, he's a rookie day three rookie type thing but like he's got some pop for sure he was more so getting in when the game was kind of in hand but um keep those guys in mind and then like there does appear to be a clear-cut top three in their remade pass catching room it's kelsey it's mvs and it's juju all those guys ran 30 plus routes kelsey and juju combined for 44 44 percent of the team targets like 
Juju, I think, is going to have a pretty big year for them. I, I think he's going to. He was a guy that I liked a lot coming into this year. You know, is that big slot guy who can play a little bit of flanker on the outside, beaten zone coverage, man. So um, those are a couple guys to watch out for on the Chiefs side. And obviously, they got 15. They're going to be a pretty good offense, that's for sure. And then on defense, man, I think you guys are going to provide a bigger test for the Chiefs than the uh, than the Cardinals did. Shout out to the Cardinals, Kyler Murray did we did, but um, they're they're pretty banged up. Like you guys are coming in maybe outside of Keenan, like coming in pretty healthy. They were missing Hopkins; he's suspended. Rondell Moore has missed this game too, so you guys should provide a pretty big test there. Last thing, Austin, as the AFC West turns. I do just want to get a little scouting report from you on the Raiders defense as they are facing the aforementioned Cardinals in week two. Ooh, scouting report on the Raiders defense. Ra- I, you know, <laughs> one thing that Joe Lombardi says is, you know, there's there's no there's no defense for a perfect pass. You know, and, you know, <laughs> Justin was dicing him up yesterday on, on just think you can't you can't defend that where he's putting this yeah. ball. You, you can't defend it. Um other than that, they they pretty much handled us in the run game. I don't think that we didn't really get anything established on the run game. Um, so shout out to them there. Uh, when we shut them down when it comes to, you know, them getting pressure on our quarterback, zero sacks. Uh, shout out to the big O line. But they do have those edge rushers, right, which are definitely going to show up. You know, there's a reason those guys are the type of caliber and get paid what they're getting paid. Um, and so I think those guys will continue to show up. You know, there was times there was close. It was close where uh, – uh, Max Crosby was in the backfield, um, and so they're there. I, we know they're there. We're you yeah. know you gotta you gotta respect that game, but yeah, I think they're fine. If if they didn't have as many turnovers as they had, which we got extra opportunities, that game would have been a lot different. Um, so shout out to our defense for sh- for stepping up, giving us extra opportunities. Love to see that. But you know, it's, that's I told Trent. Trent's my uh, their long snapper. We actually went you know K through twelve together. Uh, oh, one of nice. my best friends. Yeah, he's the one we started the big controversy after the Raiders game last year because we came together and we were talking and it was like, <laughs> oh, was was it supposed to be a timeout? Were, were you going to take a timeout or not? Like, uh, but we were talking. It's like, man, like yeah, if you guys if you guys don't turn the ball ball all over three times. Like that's a whole different game. So I know when we see them again, they're gonna be they're gonna be tough. Um, but going against the Cardinals, as you said, are are banged up. So you know I'm always interested to see how it plays out. It's the NFL. You know, doesn't matter who's banged up, who's not. I remember you know one of example for this is last year us versus the Texans. We we had a bunch of guys on COVID, right? Yeah. You know, but we're playing the Texans, who were one of you know one of the worst records in the NFL at the time. And, you know, they had guys on COVID. It's like, oh, we're supposed to go in here and win the game, right? Supposed to. No, no, that's not how the NFL works. That's not how we think in the NFL because it does not matter who you're playing on what day. People can show up and make plays. These are all professional athletes that are getting paid lots of money to play. They're all trying as hard as they can to get a better opportunity. Um, So on no day can you relax and be like, ah, no, we got this. So it'll be a test for him for sure. Kyler, obviously, you know, is a great quarterback. He gets some of his guys back. They'll have a better, uh, uh, better chance of being more consistent. But yeah, you know, the Raiders, I'm glad we got, got one on them. You know, that is what it is. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to the next time we play them in the black hole out there in Vegas. It'll be fun back in my hometown or not my hometown, but my new town. Um, yeah, I, I, th- this Raiders defense is really interesting. Patrick Graham, pretty deep, different defensive coordinator than Gus Bradley, who they had last year. Um, yeah. I've, Watched a lot of him when he was with the New York Giants, like because I'm a big Terry McLaurin guy. So uh, I, I, he would always dedicate extra resources to stopping a guy like Terry McLaurin, who's a tough guy to stop because he's a great route runner. But again, that might be why Mike Williams a little more quiet in the last game. 
could have a big game against the Chiefs on Thursday night. I think everybody's going to have a big game against the Chiefs on Thursday night. Like, there's going to be a lot of points scored in this one, so I'm pretty yeah. fired up for it. Austin's fired up for it. And I know fantasy folks are fired up for it as well. Mm. Mm. One thing I will say, too, uh, just this is some, some more nerdy stuff about football. Um, so when the defensive coordinator for the Raiders, who was last year with the Giants, they in their base – in their base defense, they ran a uh, a three four defense. Um, they came out and played us in a four three defense. So we prepared all week for you know a different type of defense. We can go oh, against both of them, but it, it totally we we prepared for something else that came out. That's we got to adjust on the fly. Oh, they're giving us this look. Okay, we got to adjust on how we block all of our runs, how we ID the mics, how we're you know changing our our, our play calls based off of what they're showing us. So. It's just one of those things in the NFL where you you got to learn on the fly. It's it's all go go go. Um, you can prepare as much as you want. That's why Thursday games are still good games because you can prepare as much as you want, but you still got to go out there and play. And you still got to adjust on the fly. So we're we've been playing these games long enough that we get pretty good at uh, adjusting, you know, in the game. So that was something that was a little bit interesting. Yeah, that is really interesting. Hey, people, you're not getting that insight anywhere else, okay? Like uh, that's pretty cool to know. And and yeah, that totally reconfigures your running scheme and uh again why oh, yeah. i think we're gonna we're gonna be seeing a little more yards per carry on thursday night right. against the chiefs because because even then some plays some plays we didn't even run we're like hey right. we were expecting a five down they're not running a five down we're not even running these plays anymore you know and so other plays get elevated that weren't even gonna get around as much and so yeah it's all it's all the chess match dude it's good stuff like I said, man, football rocks. I'm so happy football is back. I'm so glad we have real games to review, to preview the whole thing here with Austin Eckler. This is awesome. Austin, anything else from you before we head out of here, before we close the book on episode three? Of Just a reminder, jump in the giveaways. I give away you know, two signed jerseys. If you have me on your fantasy team, it's on my uh, Instagram uh, and Twitter if you want to check out how to get into those. And then home games, we're giving away game tickets to get you and someone else uh, some some front row tickets to see your man ball out for you. So that's all I got. I appreciate you, Matt. As always, as always, man. I didn't even uh, I didn't even check the 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 team that I have you on. How that team even did? Oh yeah, let's talk fantasy. I mean, it's not it's not over yet. So we'll recap next week, I guess, on the fantasy teams. We got to make sure we put that in there. So oh oh yeah, I got six yeah. teams right. So we can go down and, and give the updates, the fantasy updates. All right. Well, I'll I'll just say this. Spoiler alert. There's there's a lot riding on this Monday night game actually whether I whether I win this one or not. So Alrighty. so we, we will we will talk about it. But uh yeah, we'll 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 recap we'll recap it next. We'll we will talk all fantasy next week. But Austin, thank you so much for doing this with me, man. This was awesome. We we got some real hardcore football stuff in here. I think mm. the people are really gonna enjoy it. That is going to do it for us this week. You can follow Austin on Twitter at Austin Eckler. And again, make sure you check out his Instagram for all the giveaways that he's doing. You can follow me at Matt Harmon underscore BYB. And while you're there, come on, make sure you're following at Yahoo Fantasy. I will be back tomorrow with Dalton Del Don for our Stat Nerd Thursday. We got a lot of good insight to try to, to, try to one up from this show. We'll see if we can do it. Until then, we're out. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.